Hello and welcome. I'm Shannon Shotler, your host, and this is The Messy, Mucky Middle, a podcast dedicated to talking with real people about the most real parts of their life and career transition stories. Today, our guest is Jessica Horton. Jessica is a certified well-being and life coach practitioner, partnering with entrepreneurs and leaders to rediscover their voice and reclaim their worthiness so they can live the life of their dreams. But what we get to talk about today is Jessica's time spent navigating her own messy middle from being just fine to lit the fuck up. I love that so much. (laughs) Jessica and I met maybe two years ago and I fell instantly in love with her and I know you will too. So with no further ado, this is Jessica's messy middle story. Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. And I love your, your intro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Jessica, the way that I like to start this podcast is by acknowledging that messy middles or transition stories often begin at an ending. Like parts of our identity are ending, ways of being are ending for us, careers are ending, who knows? What was ending in your life when your transition story begins? Yeah, um, so my story starts at the ending of my career as an event planner. Mm. So I was a corporate meeting and event planner for years prior to covid I don't know if it was necessarily an ending because I've done some events work, but like my identity as an event planner ended with COVID. Yeah. And how did you feel about that, that ending or that shift that that was no longer like the primary career identity for you? Yeah. At the time it was terrifying, right? Because everything else that was happening at that time was really scary. So I went from being booked out for the entire year of 2020 to nothing in a matter of about a week and a half. So at that time, it felt very scary. It felt like I was lost because so much of who I identified with was wrapped up in that career. So definitely a lot of loss and a lot of uncertainty. And at that initial point where you're feeling lost, where you're feeling uncertain, where you're going from being a totally booked out event planner to like freaking nothing because of, I don't know, a global pandemic overnight. Just a little pandemic. You know, just that, just that. Did you have any clues about what might want to be beginning for you? Any glimpses of like what you might do next? No, not at the time. Not at the time. I had no idea. I mean, it was like, I think at the time I thought, well, it's just going to come back, right? Like eventually that work will come back. Like this is just a temporary like pause on the world. And then that was all going to come back. I wasn't changing. I was comfortable and fine in the role I was in. Um, so yeah, I didn't feel like there was this, I knew there was something more out there for me or like there was this kind of hint of like, there's something I should be doing, but it was, I couldn't put a finger on it at all. Yeah, which I think is a normal transition. You know, it's normal for people to feel the way that you're feeling and not knowing what comes next. But I always like to ask more to like potentially debunk the myth that like we know where it's ending when we begin the journey. Like, no, sometimes we just begin. Sometimes we just start and we don't know where it's going to end. Yeah. So I suspect... I know the answer to this, but I don't want to make an assumption. Did you feel confident as you embarked on this transition? Girl, no. Okay. Good. Girl, absolutely not. 
absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And that's like another thing that I just want to like debunk a little bit because I think people put so much pressure on themselves to feel confident or to like know how it's all going to come out on the end in order to even give themselves permission to start. And yeah. so I really appreciate your honesty. Just like, no, that wasn't the emotion I was experiencing. <laughs> totally. And for me, that's really, that was very difficult for me. I am, I always say like a recovering type A planner personality, like not knowing the next step. And it's still, it's something I still struggle with, but then it was like, it was almost crippling for me, just not knowing what I was supposed to be and do next. Yeah. So what did you do next at that, at that point where you're like, yeah. oh shit, I don't know. Um, I weeded. <laughs> I will tell you, my husband will tell you, I spent about eight hours a day in my lawn, pulling weeds, listening mm. to murder mystery podcasts. <laughs> I love this though, because restoration. So to me, that sounds like it was deeply restorative for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. And everybody has their own flavor of like, what's restorative for Jessica. It was weeding and murder mystery podcast. Totally. <laughs> yes. Every day, every day. I mean, my yard was gorgeous. And I will tell you, you look at my yard right now, you would be like, Do, does anyone live here? Like it looks overgrown and it's crazy. But at that time, this yard was looking, whew. but it was, it was that sense of just like, I just needed almost something to just like, let me just like, like calm my nervous system down because yeah. everything was just like churning inside of me. And that was that thing that just kind of let me be. Mm, I love that. I love that. So that's a perfect segue. Rest and reflection are two things I talk about till I'm blue in the face because yeah. they're so vital, especially in like early days of transition. Cause we just potentially went through some endings some things that were really hard for us, some grief that we weren't expecting to have to process yeah. or deal with. It sounds like you were able to take time to restore yourself. Yes. And we know that the elements were weeding and murder mysteries. Any, yes. Anything else about what Jessica's unique version of restoration looks like? Yeah. And I think it was interesting too, because I was going through this transition when everything was on pause, right? So it wasn't like I was trying to transition, you know, switching careers and still in that career. I mean, everything was quiet, right? Mm -hmm. So it just gave me a lot of space and time to get quiet in my head. So those murder mystery weed pulling times, but also um, I really tapped into meditation. So do you know the, um, well, it's a podcast, but it's also an app and a whole program to be magnetic. Have you ever heard of that I one? Don't. Tell us about okay. it. So my, uh, one of my girlfriends had turned me onto it. It is a meditation and kind of like a hypnotherapy, I don't know a better way of explaining it, but they have a really fantastic podcast. And they also have this app that has some really great guided meditations and almost like hypnotherapy. It's called, they call them deep imaginings. Wow. But I really got into doing those and just doing a lot of like really healing self-work that I'd never done before. I didn't even, I mean, I'd meditated before, you know, kind of tapped into it, but it was like, I was going deep into some inner child work, some, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. So that um, meditation was huge for me. Yoga. I hadn't really, I had explored it a little bit, but really getting into doing yoga every day mm -hmm. um, and journaling. Those were kind of my go-to rest and reflection tools. Yeah. yeah. Tools. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And what role did journaling or any other like tool that you'd say you used for reflection, what role did that play in your messy middle? 
How did that support or help you? Yeah, I think it just helped me to like get it out of my head, right? Like I have so many things swirling inside of my head and just putting it down on paper. And sometimes I would just like set it and forget it, right? Like put it down, put it away. It wasn't like I was going back and rereading my journals. I actually haven't really reread anything from that time period. Like it was just like a way to get it out, get it out of my head. So you start to get things out of your head and what, were there any like themes that were emerging of what might want to happen? Yeah. So I had through not, it wasn't even through the journaling. It was through talking to a girlfriend who had mentioned to me, she's like, have you ever thought of coaching before? I think it would be great for you. And I thought about it before, but it was nothing that I ever really seriously thought of as a career. So (laughs) after I had lots of times of pulling weeds and uh-huh. <laughs> meditation, um, I thought, well, let me just like look into it, right? Let me just kind of peek around. So there was a lot of Googling and it's like, I'm just going to try it, right? I'm just going to like try it on and see what it feels like. So I had taken a couple, not even like accredited courses, but like online life coaching courses. And I was like, huh, I kind of I like this. I'm kind of into this. And then I connected with you. <laughs> And then I connected with you. So a a mutual girlfriend had, I was, I had reached out to her and said, do you know any coaches that would just help me figure out like what coaching school I should go to? And I had reached out to you and another Minneapolis based coach and you had recommended the school that I went to and you hadn't gone there, but you had just heard of it and said, hey, try it out. Yep. Give it a, you know, maybe just look at this. And I looked into, I mean, it was like, it really happened super quickly. Yeah. So now we're getting a little bit into like the experimentation phase. So experimentation is another theme that I would say I hear through transition or just like a word of play, you know, that could be the same as experimentation. So what role do you think like experimentation or play played for you in your transition process? Big, right? I think that I, I didn't know that coaching was something that I wanted to do. And so because I had all of that time and space, it was like, let me just try it on, right? Let me just try and kind of see if I, if it's something that I like. And so I, yeah, I, I do think it played a big role. And it sounds like, I love to give people examples of experiments that they can run. Cause I think sometimes people hear that word and they're like, uh, I don't know. Like, how do I do this? So a couple of things that I heard you say that to me would fall under experiment category. You took some like online courses or or free stuff before you even signed up for a certification. Yes. You talked to some people who were in the field to be like, is this like, what do they have to say about it? What questions do I have for them to help me understand if this is something I want to do. Anything else that comes to mind that you did maybe before you even like stepped foot in the door of a certification place? I think just looking at some, so I coach, but I also love the idea of um, motivational speaking and things like that. So it was a lot of watching others doing it and kind of expanding my thoughts of what could be. So lots of YouTubing and Netflixing and finding different documentaries and other motivational speakers. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's like where I should take a step back and just um, bookmark things for people. 
were there any other different possible selves you considered trying out? So it sounds like one possible self was coach. One possible self was motivational speaker. Any others that you were like flirting with at this time? I don't think so. I think those okay. were the two. And I because coaching and speaking for me felt very close. Yes, absolutely. Um, Could see that. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't, it was kind of like I found those and I instantly latched on. Yeah, that's great. That's, that is some people's journeys. I'm curious, was there any part of you that was like, oh, or there's like a possible self where I just like ride out the pandemic and I go back to full-time event planning? Oh, for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Just to like normalize that. that. Post, not, I don't even know if we're post-pandemic. Sometimes when I say post-pandemic, I'm like, are we What does that mean? Yeah. Exactly. Right. (laughs) I, there's even times now, now that I'm fully in my career of coaching that I'm like, I could always go back, right? Like I could always, it's easier, right? So yeah. for me, planning, event planning and meeting planning, that's easy. Easy in the way of, I know how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like muscle memory for me. I can just do it. I don't have to think about it. And that feels really easy. Coaching for me is really hard because yeah, it's new, right? So it's, course. it's that thing, that thought of ease and just going back to something that I just, I know that I can do. Yeah. So you've rested, you've, you know, you've waited, you've reflected in your journal, you've experimented a little bit. And it sounds like you started narrowing in on like, okay, maybe this like coach speaking thing is the thing I want to do next. Yeah. How did you know that that was the right next move for you? It was my first class. So through coaching, I took a six month program. It ended up being about eight months, but my first class was two and a half days. And at the end of that class, or at the end of that two and a half day session, um, they play this. Sorry, it gets me a little emotional just because I, and I haven't thought of it for a while. But at the end, they ask you like, bring a picture of uh, you know the people that support you the most, and then this like bring a song that represents like your journey, right? Mm-hmm. And they were playing my song at the end, and I was like, this is where you are supposed to be. Like it was just a feeling, right? Like it's that that gut feeling, that inner knowing. And I often don't listen to that part of myself or hadn't. And it was like this moment where I was like, this is where you're supposed to be. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, I I didn't think it would make me emotional, but it just, it it does. Yeah. Tears are always a good sign to me because it tells me like we're talking about shit that matters. We're talking about shit that's real that evokes feeling in us. Yeah. And on that note, like, how did you feel at that point in the journey? So like you complete those first two and a half days of training. What were the emotions you were experiencing now? Oh, Total, oh, so much fear, mm. so much self doubt. Who would ever pay me <laughs> to help guide them through a transition, help them walk through, you know, the, a really intense period in their life, help them navigate a goal? Who would, who do I think I am to do that? Yeah, such Lots like if it's such a common feeling, I think, in our yeah. industry, especially yes. it's like I'm not anybody's guru, like I don't know it better than anybody else. Right. I don't have my shit together. Yes. <laughs> like we need to de-dub, debunk that myth that like every therapist or coach everywhere. It's like, look at us, we're the perfect humans. Right. Just follow in our footsteps. Fuck no. No. It's not that way whatsoever. No. If anything, I don't know. I feel like it's more of a skill of space holding. It's like, yes. 
doesn't mean I have my shit together. It just means I'm capable of holding space. Exactly. And then I hopefully have a coach that will then hold space for me. Yes, of course. (laughs) Of course. So feeling some fear at that point. Yes. So much. And yet some internal knowing. Yeah. I kept telling myself, um, just get curious about it, right? Get (sighs) radically curious about yourself, about the process and just move through it. I know like that was my motto through the last, it has still, it still continues to be my motto is do it messy, do it scared, but girl, just do it. You don't know the next step. You don't know where it's going to take you. But if you continue to put one foot in front of the other, you are going to gain some sort of clarity. So I just kept telling myself, just do it messy, do it scared. Good. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I feel like that ties back to my rants sometimes on confidence. Like people, if we go back to that question, I asked you, did you feel confident? How do we just detach from that expectation of ourselves and let ourselves do it? As you said, messy, do it scared, right? Do it with compassion and playfulness and curiosity and keep moving. Yeah. So as you kept moving, what were some of those first couple of steps? Yeah. So it was getting my coaching certification. So that was tough for me because I very much feel like I need to follow a process right? I need to complete something before I can move on to the next. So my, one of my coaching instructors told me something that continues to stick with me. She didn't tell me something. She asked me, what if that's not true? Right. (laughs) But I know, right. It gets me. So, because what if that's not true? What if all of those things you're telling yourself and saying, Jessica, you've got to complete your certification before you can do this. You have to put together this beautifully curated website before you can start getting clients. It's like all of these things I kept telling myself I needed to complete in order to move to the next step. I kept, I had a post-it. I often have post-its up, posted up of her question. What if that's not true? What if you can start coaching someone before you have your certification? What if you don't have to have a beautiful website or your, you know, your beautifully curated shots from an awesome photographer to put on your social media. Like Mm -hmm. you could just do it. And so I did, I did. I got my first client before my coaching certification was complete. I got my first speaking engagement before I had a topic to speak about. Uh (laughs) I mean, I just kind of, again, did it messy, did it scared. I just kept acting as if. You know, I always think of the people that are like, fake it till you make it. And I actually feel like I don't think you should fake it till you make it. I think you should allow yourself to believe or to think maybe I can do it. Maybe I am already there. So I just allowed myself to kind of trust that I could do it. Yeah. What was easier than you expected when you first started down the path? I don't know. I don't know if anything was easier. I think it was okay. scary as hell. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the easy. real experience. Well, then on the flip side, what was harder than you expected yeah. it would be moving through this transition? I think I had this false sense of like, okay, I'll get my coaching certification and then the clients will flow it, you know, like they're yes. to me in droves. Like they just, they just yes. show up at your door and they knock and they ask you to coach them. That was difficult. Just being, figuring out one, who I service, who are the people that I naturally 
gravitate to and gravitate to me. Yeah. Just finding my people. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. And I can relate to that ignorant. For me, it felt like ignorance. Cause I remember telling my husband, totally. like, this is going to be easy. Like, yeah, <laughs> just like hang out on my shingle. And then like, they'll all come. It was exactly. Like, oh my my open shine is up. <laughs> no, no. That was not I my experience either. It. <laughs> yeah. That was same, 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 right? Jessica, same. Was there ever a point where you doubted, where you thought like, oh shit, maybe this isn't it. Maybe I shouldn't be headed down this way and I should like turn back and go back around. Girl, yesterday, yes. (laughs) Yes. So is there like a, I would love, like, is there a specific moment that stands out to you where you're like, like I can remember a specific moment in my journey where I was like, shit, maybe I need to go back and look at those target job boards and get myself a corporate job again. Yeah. Did you have any experiences like that? I think I've had a couple. One that, that stands out to me is when a friend asked me to help out on an event. Mm. And they've asked me a couple of times, but this one I took and it was back in actually this year. It just happened in at the end of June, beginning of July. The event did, but I was in the thick of helping her plan. It was like at six weeks of planning yeah. And I totally put coaching on the back burner because I was swamped with this. Like it grew, which every event always grows and I should know better than that. Um, and there was this moment while I was in it and I hadn't really been coaching that I was like, I could probably just like, I could easily do this again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did you do then? I did the event and I was done and I was like, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah. Because I had that feeling of like, that feeling again of like, this is fine. I mean, it was not fine. It was kind of a shit show, but it was fine in the sense of like, I know how to do this. I can do this, but I almost felt like it had like dulled me out a little bit, right? Like I just, no part of me was lit up by that work. Yeah. Yeah. If we go back to your intro, it was the, that was like, this would be me just being just fine again. Yes, totally. Yeah. And it would be, and I keep thinking of, while that's really important to me, it is really important for my kids to see me lit all the way up. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to look at me and think she's okay. You know, she's doing okay. I want them to look at me and be like, my mom is on fire. Like she is just, she's happy. She's supported. She is serving other, like, I just want them to look at me and think like, that's where she was supposed to be. Mm. Let's talk about the human side of this time a little bit. So what I mean by the human side, even, I think sometimes we think of transitions or what I see sometimes in clients or even myself, I'm like, oh, well, I can't really learn anything because I'm in between two things. And it can feel like this time where we're not really growing or changing because we feel a little bit like, like such a beginner again. Yeah. Yeah. It can just be a little bit humanizing, if you will. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what do you feel like you learned about yourself as you navigated through this time? Oh, that is good. I learn about myself. Because we like, I think we do learn things, right? Like, it's not like we're just like beginning again. Like you learn things even when you're beginning. Yeah. Uh, A couple of things I think I learned about myself that I am more introverted than extroverted. Oh, who knew? I think anyone that would talk to me would be like, I thought you were this big inch or extrovert. And it's like, Oh God, no. Yeah. Like I 
So yes, I am much more introverted. I am recharged by spending time by myself, mm-hmm. quiet. When I'm around others, I like it, but I need to then take two days to recharge (laughs) or, you know, I just, I need that time. So, um, I found that out about myself. I would say I allowed myself, I gave myself permission to not please others and to please myself first, Mm -hmm. which is probably the biggest piece for me. Can you give us, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but can you give us an example yeah. About about that, like just to make it tangible. Cause I think that's something that a lot of folks who listen will, will be like, shit, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I, um, I have a lot of different groups of friends. I have a lot of different friend groups, um, work friend groups, just different groups. And I often stretch myself very thin because I want to, I want to be around them. Right. But I also I want to say yes. And I want people to be happy and comfortable and accept me. And so I believe like if I say yes or do for others or make other people feel comfortable, they will love and accept me. Mm. So I have been saying no without an explanation, Mm -hmm. which is so hard for me. My Minnesota nice people pleasing personality is like, I can't go because I've got to take Susie to the doctor and I've got to, you know, do all these things. And it's like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Yeah, I can just say no. I don't have to explain unless I want to, and that's okay too. But my explanation sometimes can just be, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. I'm putting my time in. I've never said that before. Yes. It is hard, but I think just giving myself that permission to just say no and just do for myself, putting myself in my own comfort first. Yeah. I love that we touched on that though, because I think sometimes again, like transitions can feel like a very external job of like, oh, well, I'm moving from event planner to coach or something like that. And there's a lot of internal work that happens along the way too. a lot of ways of being that shift yeah. in you. Yeah. So I'm hearing like a way of being shift around um, being a people pleaser to being living at the center of your own life a little bit. Absolutely. And also just being accountable to myself, right? Like being reliable mm-hmm. to myself. If I say I'm going to do something for me or my business or whatever, continuing to do that. So, and it could look different each day, right? So my big thing in 2021 was I'm going to have my word, right? I remember everyone was like, what's your word for the year, Uh right? That was my first year. And my word was consistency. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm just going to consistently show up for me and my business. Mm -hmm. But I want to be super clear in the fact that that doesn't mean Every day I had to be grinding from like nine to five on my business and sending out leads, you know, doing all of these things. Some days showing up for me and my business meant getting in my bed and pulling up the covers and watching trashy TV. And, yes, you know, like it doesn't always have to mean doing something for your business. Sometimes the biggest act of love is just taking care of you and being quiet or sitting at home or doing whatever. So, but for me, when the consistency piece came in, but I'm just going to get up and do it the next day, right? Like I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to consistently show up for myself. Yeah. I love what you share about 
it sounds um, like, I don't know if a learning around rest, but rest has been a theme in these interviews as well that people struggled with a little bit. I was in meditation the other day and it smacked me between the eyes. I was thinking, oh, even when we exhale, when we exhale, that fans flames. Oh. Like, like quite literally, it feeds the flame. Yeah. But we we are so hard on ourselves, so afraid to ever let ourselves exhale. But literally, like nature shows us, the exhale is what helps the flame. Like when we breathe the ah, onto the fire, it, yes. it increases. So I'm I'm grateful for you sharing that story to just illustrate. Like yes, your exhales fan the flame in your yes. business. You pulling the covers up and over and saying, oh, I get to take a break right now. I get to breathe. That's still feeding the flame in your business. Yes. Yes. So thank you for that example. Oh, How? That. Yeah, I'm. It's God bless meditation. Something I just love like, a good medi. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense a little bit more. The other part of transition that I like to touch on these interviews is like is community, friends, family, mentorships. How our circles might shift. I think that's a thing that we don't always think about when we move through transition. Did you experience that at all? Did any oh. of your friends, networks, et cetera, shift at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would think of like, you know, that talk about like you are the the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with or whatever. There's some, mm-hmm. I don't know, saying about that. And I do think that's true. I really think as I started to go through that this transition, I started to just pay closer attention to who I was spending most of my time with for better or worse. Right. And just seeing like what was feeding me, what was draining me. And during this transitional time in my life, I really had to lead into the things that were feeding me and then let go of the things that were draining me. And that for me meant taking steps back from different like friend groups. And it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't like I didn't, I loved them any less or anything. It was just, I had to focus a lot of my energy into things that were growing me and growing my business. Yeah. Which I think is normal. You're hearing your example reminds me of um, when I left Target and realizing I can't, I was trying to keep going to the happy hours. I was like, I I can't keep going to the happy hours. Like it almost felt like torture in some ways because it was like pulling me back to my past life when I was trying to be creating a new one. And it was nothing against those people. Similar to what you said, it wasn't like, I don't love them anymore. I'm not friends with them anymore, but it was just like being a little bit mindful of what direction I'm putting, pushing or or moving my energy in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was changing and growing, I did feel like my capacity was, it felt smaller. Like the the amount of time I had to give to others was shrinking because I was really feeding into like building this business. So I had to be so thoughtful about where I was putting that time and energy. So a lot of boundary making and really sticking to those boundaries, which is difficult for me. Would you say that you're still in a messy middle of sorts? Absolutely. (laughs) And, and tell us, tell us a little bit more why. Part of me feels like, I wonder if I'll always be there. Yeah. Because as I grow and as I change and as my business changes, I feel like I continually want to change and evolve. And so I feel like the messy middle will just continue to change and evolve with me. Mm -hmm. But do you relate to messy middles differently now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not as scared because I know 
because I have proof, right? I have evidence to show me that moving through that really uncertain period, right? It's that uncertain period where you don't know what is going to happen next. I don't believe that there are any wrong steps that I took in that transition because all of those steps were providing me clarity and helping me understand what that next step needed to be. So it's almost like I have proof it can be done. Yeah. As you were talking too, I couldn't, I was thinking about like, I wonder how many of us are in like... Under the false sense of the illusion that everything's controlled right. <laughs> until we have a really messy middle. And then it's like you go through that experience of having a messy middle, of having a big major transition in your life. And you're like, oh, I can do this. Like it's not as intimidating. Totally. And wait a second, maybe life was always that way before, but I was just gripping the steering wheel way too hard yes. to try to make myself think I was on a steady road, but it was bumping all the time. Yes. And I look back at different moments in my life now and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a transition period. Oh yeah. That, you know, like all these things that I didn't realize at the time were these really pivotal points of change in my life. Now I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I get that. I I understand. And it sounds like the grace with which you feel confident in being able to navigate more change in your life from this point forward. Yeah. I'm still scared as shit though. Is it like how human of you, you know, you and me both, even for for me, like watching this project, I was like, oh man, really? We're going to do that. Why can't we just keep things the same? You know, the same is really comfortable sometimes. It is. Yeah. But on the other side, I always think like on the other side of all of this discomfort, like had I not been open to getting into that really uncomfortable, messy space. I would have never uncovered all of this beauty and all of this magic. So on the other side of your discomfort, that is where all that goodness lies. Yeah. So what do you want other people to know who may be going through a similar transition? I think it's the action piece, right? So we can spend so much time thinking about what we're going to do and planning and plotting and reading all the books and you know, all of taking all the courses, whatever, but you got to take that first step. Mm. You have to, you've got to try. Yeah. And even if you don't know that right next step, you got to at least try one because that one step is going to show you and open the path to say, okay, maybe that one wasn't the one we needed to do, but how let's try this now. And it just opens up these paths and allows you to allows you clarity that you would have never had before. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I'm hearing like almost an emphasis on that experimental piece of the messy metal of like lean in because it can be how human of us. I think I got bogged down in my own transition in the like, let's just keep resting and reflecting. Please yeah. God, don't make me actually get out into the real world and do the new thing. Can I just keep thinking about doing the new thing? Totally. What I'm hearing you say is like, no, 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 no. Like get out and Try the new thing. Yeah. Because you might find it. Maybe that new thing isn't for you, right? You might get up. I think of like when I first did my first um, public speaking engagement. Yep. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I had no, I I will tell you public speaking is my biggest fear. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the thing I want to do the most. And I couldn't tell you why. I just, my heart is called to do it. Mm. But I know I knew that if I would get up on stage, I would know Mm -hmm. if it was right or wrong. And I wouldn't know 
if I didn't get up and just try it. You gotta just try it on yeah. and see how it fits. What would you say is most important to you now at this point in your life, this new place? I think helping other people navigate that space that I was in before. Mm. Like yeah. helping other people understand or just like I always think like we have everything we need already within us. Nothing I do for a client or anyone. I am not giving them anything other than holding space and asking questions and allowing them to uncover something that is already in them. Yeah. But I want them to uncover that. Like mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that that process. I want to I want to help people find that missing piece that I had needed all of those years mm-hmm. ago. So beautiful. Jessica, thank you so much for being with us. Oh. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. This is so wonderful. You know, I just love you so much, though. Right back at you. Well, there you have it, folks. Here's the three things I'm taking away from this episode. First, just get curious about it. Ugh, I freaking loved Jessica's wisdom here of how she navigates self-doubt and fear. Just get curious about what's happening in you. Get curious about the process. Do it messy. Do it scared. Move with it. Second... What if that's not true? This was the question Jessica's instructor offered her that helped her make a major shift. What's the process, the steps, the mandatory path that you're just demanding of yourself as you move through this transition? And what if it's not true? What if you don't have to do it that way? What becomes available to you then? Third, she reminded me that action is important in messy middles. We must lean in to the experimenting phase. There's a point in transitions that most of us reach where we want to just keep resting and reflecting in that cozy, comfortable cocoon. And yet it's time for us to break out and try our new wings. Now for a sneak peek. Next week, I'm sharing my conversation with Nicole Achi about one hell of a trifecta in transition that hit her home, work, and family life all at the same time. She moved from Boston to Brooklyn, had her first child at, I think she was 40, maybe 39, and shifted her business to being entirely online. Wowza. (laughs) And we got to talk with her about all of it. Last but not least, if you think this episode might resonate with a friend, please do share it with them. And if you like my energy, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, connect with me on Instagram, or learn more about my work at shannonshotler.com. Until next time, go forth into your very own messy middles with courage and compassion.